Coffee, please. Yeah. You went upstairs and stayed Thank all day. We thank God for we thank God for Veronica uh, uh, yesterday. How'd it go yesterday, Veronica? It was awesome, Pastor. As always, God always do what He needs to do. Okay. In spite of the um, snow and rain, we yeah, I was thinking about that. That snow and rain, and, and if it hadn't rained, we we'd had at least a foot of snow. I'm glad it rained. Through the eyes of hope, 
excuse me, respond, believe, and celebrate the birth of Christ during this season. Let's get into the scripture. Now the birth of Jesus Christ is on this line. When as his mother Mary was his spouse of Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. And Joseph, her husband, being just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth his son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. For she for he shall get, save his people from their sin. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which is spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being in church, God is with him. And Joseph being raised from the sleep, and as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Praise the Lord. We all know about uh, uh, birth and everything, and the birth of Jesus, but now before the birth, praise the Lord. And we look at, in this scripture, I can, can remember, praise the Lord, in, in the word where Elizabeth was also also conceived as well and was pregnant with John, praise the Lord, which is the forerunner of Christ. Praise God. And it's something how a supernatural power can impregnate two mothers, praise God, two of them. But see, God, it was meant for them to come down here, praise God. Now the birth of Jesus was on the wise when, as his mother, his spouse, just before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Mary was 14 years old. She was young, teenager. Joseph was a grown man. He's a grown man, praise the Lord. And as today, praise the Lord, you see teenagers now, praise the Lord, these grown men, they go to jail, praise God. But who Joseph and Mary was a different dispensation, praise God. And back even in the uh, days of, uh, of uh, even in the down south, you can see that people get married at the age of 16, praise God. Mm -hmm. But Joseph, praise God, this was a destined marriage, praise God. It was already ordained. But at the same time, Joseph didn't know that Mary was going to get pregnant by the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, he was saved, praise the Lord. And not willing to make her a public example was minded to put her away privately. See, when folks, this is how we know, praise the Lord, we need help, praise God. If somebody fall or, or done backslid, boy, first thing to come out of their mouth, yeah, I knew they wasn't saved. <laughs> I knew they wasn't saying it I, I just knew it and I mean just what you do this time I mean mm -hmm. just openly shaming them praise the Lord 
I know what the scriptures say when it comes to rebuke, praise the Lord. You don't do that. You only rebuke, praise God, is when it happens in the church or something like that. But if you see a brother or sister fall, praise God, you don't sit up there and make them look bad in front of the church. No, you don't do that. And make her for example's money to put her away privately. Joseph did not want to tell everybody what went on, praise God, because if they would have found out that Mary was pregnant, they would have stoned her to death. Because that was the law. If a woman committed adultery, or a man, I'm going to put it like, well, they definitely go bad for a woman. They, she would get stoned to death. Praise the Lord. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not, take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is the Holy Ghost. Because Joseph was trying to figure out how he was going to do this. And he didn't want people to know that she was pregnant and he ain't never touched her or none of that stuff, praise God. But the angel had to come and step in. See, God, when, when we go through something and we know that we can't bear this stuff by ourselves, praise the Lord, the, the Lord will step in, praise God. He will step in on time, praise God. And uh, Joseph... I, I could just imagine he couldn't sleep, tossing and turning, praise God. Now let there be somebody mocking and find out, praise God, somebody got pregnant or whatever. The first thing that man going to call her is a whore. All that. Hey, missionary, a whore and all that kind of stuff. You know, they do that stuff. Oh, you ain't this, you ain't that. They, they just do that. Just trying to shame the woman, praise the Lord. But don't look at yourself. But when a, a man will do whatever they want, they think that's, oh man, yeah, man. How many times you had this, 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 this? But when a woman do that, oh my God. They put her shame like she never existed when they do something like that. Hey, Sister Darlene, but praise the Lord. You know, we look at how the Lord had to talk to Joseph. Just like the Lord had to talk to us. Joseph didn't complain, well, Lord, I ain't do nothing. I, I, I didn't touch her. He listened. Sometimes Amen. you gotta be quiet. Amen. When the Lord is talking to you, you got to be quiet sometimes. Hey. You ain't heard now one thing that Joseph complained about nothing in here. Hey, Praise sister, the Lord. He was quiet and he listened. Sister Teacher. Praise the Lord. Go ahead. I mean, any man would have had hesitation about marrying her because he knew that's just like me, and, and I, it ain't my child. I mean, and you know, hey, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put her away privately. I mean, she got she she got to go because. I don't know what she talking about, cause I ain't had, I ain't had no sex with her. So now that that let me know that she wasn't no virgin. That's what he that's what he was thinking. Right. I mean, think about that. You think I'm gonna go on and tell a bunch of people I'm getting ready to get married and this is my child. I ain't touched this lady. No. I don't know what this lady been doing. You, you 
I'm just trying to tell how Joseph was thinking. Yeah. That is not my child. Mm -hmm. And here this woman is carrying the greatest child ever born in the world. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And, and, and that's right, Pastor. You know, you got men today. I'm just going to be honest. You got men today, praise the Lord, is not going to take care of somebody else's child. Mm -hmm. I ain't saying all of them because you got some good men out there that will raise that child that's not his. Praise the Lord. And, and I'm not just putting it on the men either because these women do it too now. You want me to marry, praise the Lord, he, he got kids. First thing, that ain't none of my, my child. Uh-uh, <laughs> I ain't raising it, that's somebody else's. No, no, no. I always say, I always heard this. If you if you married a man or woman that got a child and you married them or kids, you married the whole family. Yep. Praise the Lord. And them women will sit there or, I'm going to put it like this too. Ooh, selfish women too. I ain't just getting on men. A woman may have a child and he may have a kid, a, a baby, or a, a, a children. That woman wants that man to do more for that child than his own. I mean, just, why you got to do that for him? You, you with me. Why you got to do that for his baby mama? That's selfish. Hey, hey, sister teacher. Go ahead. Can, can, I, I want to read something. That's in, that's in the lesson. Go ahead. The book of Matthew is called the Jewish Gospel because yeah, it is intended audience is Jewish. It is root in Old Testament prophecy related yeah. to the coming king. Through the lineage of King David, the first chapter of Matthew presents Jesus' royal family. Describing his, describing his kingly lines and rightful place as heir to David's throne. His legal inheritance is through Joseph, Jesus' earthly father. Jesus' lineage proved that he has the right to be called the king of the Jews. Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit, which gave him the right to be called the son of God. He is fully God and fully human. He is the living word who came down from heaven, was clothed in human flesh, and dwelt amongst people. His his, yeah. virgin, his virgin birth fulfilled the prophecies, utterance of Isaiah. The, sin, the sinless and divine nature of Jesus makes him the only man capable of shedding, shedding his sacred blood on the cross to become the final atonement for our sins. Amen.
awesome because he was that man that was willing to take on that child, praise God, after the angel talked to him. But like, like Pastor said, and I know ain't no man going to sit there and take care of nobody else's child. It's very few. Uh, 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 I thought she was this and that or this and that, praise the Lord. She ain't that, but like I said, some of them will sit there and, and shame that woman or whatever. But Joseph chose not to do that, praise God. Anybody else want to speak? Are we doing questions? Go ahead. Are we doing questions? Go ahead. <clears throat> okay. We have good questions in here today. I'm going with question three, question four, and question five. I'm going to start with question three. Why did the angel address Joseph as the son of David? No question, class. Question three, that is. Go ahead and take a stab at it. Hallelujah. Which Pastor already read it, but go ahead. Why did he address him? Anybody want to take a stab at it? Uh, go ahead, missionary. You want to take a stab at it? <laughs> I was trying to let somebody else do it. I didn't want to answer it right away. Right, because I, I want to see what somebody else does. Right. So, yeah, I'll come in later. Anybody else want to take a uh, stab at it? Question one. Joseph was reminded of his lineage to where he came from and what was his lineage to the Messiah. Mm -hmm. That's why he called him son of David. Yep. That's right. That's the truth. I'm sorry, Pastor. Say that again. I was uh, distracted. What was your uh, answer? So why did the angel address Joseph as son of David? I said he because he was reminded Joseph of his lineage to the Messiah. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Anybody else before missionary um, speak? Anybody else want to elaborate? Because that's the truth. Go ahead, missionary. Yes. Um, as you read, I think it's in Matthew which gives us the lineage of how Jesus's uh, blood came down through the line. Mm -hmm. It's in Matthew, isn't it? Yeah, it's in Matthew. Yep. In the last he was the son of Jesse. Yep. Right, David was the son of Jesse, right? Okay, yep. so we start, actually, when we talk about Jesus, we look at where it starts with David. Okay, although it goes all the way back to Adam, mm -hmm. but if you look at David's uh, lineage, you'll find that Joseph has direct blood line in his family. Mm -hmm. And remember, God picked um, David's bloodline to bring his son into. Remember, David was a man after God's own heart. God loved David, David loved God. Even though David did a lot of sinning, God forgave him, forgave him, amen. And he amen. he chose him to bring Jesus down in his line. So mm -hmm. if you look through the lineage, you'll see where 
David was uh, Joseph's probably great 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 grandfather or something like that. But that's the line that he wanted the tribe of Judah to come through. Yeah, uh, that's the line. Not only the tribe of Judah, but um, all of the tribes. And that's why he picked Joseph to be the father. Mary was just a wonderful um, young lady, an innocent virgin that uh, was willing to believe God. And uh, I believe, even though it had to be frightful, because we talked a lot about uh, um, Joseph and his, his wants and desires with her, but just let's, let's think about Mary. Mary was a 14-year-old girl, you know? Yeah, no, 14-year-olds now are kind of fast. Yeah. But back then, I was still jumping rope. And yeah. we was doing double dutch and wow. you know, all that kind of stuff. Innocent from all of the lions, tigers, and bears of this world. I didn't know nothing about homosexuality when I was young. We kept that stuff hidden. You know what I'm saying? All of that stuff, when we were, when we were young, we were really innocent. We were wow. kids. We, we was just coming up. We, and, and our parents, for the most part, did a lot to protect that stuff from us. You know, Mary was like the same way, and then all of a sudden, this angel comes to her. You know, and who's gonna believe a fourteen-year-old saying that an angel came to them? Mm-hmm. First thing they're gonna say is something going on upstairs. You know what I'm saying? Right. So think about her, and, and and the angel told her what was going on. Now she had solace to hang on to what the angel said, because I'm sure she she had to have believed him. But that still had to be an extremely scary thing to go through. teacher when district missionary first started her conversation she said something in there that I hope that we would have caught she said that that even though David did a lot of sin his bloodline still was picked that let us know that when we didn't get in this to get perfect we we get in this to learn to mature but that's something David messed up like that, and Jesus still came through to that bloodline. Right. That's a good point because God, well, God knew his own plan, first of all. He knew his own plan, and even though David did mess up, David suffered consequences by that baby dying. Yeah. So it wasn't him, and he suffered consequences because he couldn't build the temple. Yep. So he did, unfortunately, have to pay for those sins that. And he admitted under God, but God still loved him. Yep. And God never threw him away. And God yep. still gave him his place. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Which is yep. remarkable. Because if people do that to us, we throwing them away. We ain't never talking to them again, and we yep. trying to ignore them. Yep. You know what I'm saying? We ain't thinking about nothing that way. It's like, you done. Yep. But God knew, you know. So, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord, because... Like you said, missionary Mary was young. We was all innocent. We didn't know all that, but nowadays, praise the Lord. And back in the day, if somebody touched a fourteen-year-old, 
And that's the truth. They were scared to tell their mom and daddy because they felt their mom and daddy would not believe them. Some happened, you know. Wow. Look at it, praise the Lord. Like now, the way these 14 year old girls is, you can't even tell them if they're 18 or 19 unless the Lord give you the wisdom. Uh, You'll you think they grown. The way right. they and that's why the Lord had to give the, some of these men, or hopefully all these men, wisdom to know the difference between a grown woman and a child. Praise the Lord. Right. So, Sister Vanetta, would that answer your question there, Gail? Yes, yes, yes. Now we're going to question five. Why is Joseph's <clears throat> obedience instructive? What do we learn? All right. Go ahead, class. Let's let's um talk about that one. All right, I'll take a stab at it, this one. I just said earlier in the lesson how when the Lord, the angels came to Joseph because you remember he, he was going to uh, put Mary away. He was going to divorce her. But right. because the angels stepped in and told him what must be done, Joseph didn't say a word. He got right up and didn't say nothing, but did what God said. Uh-huh. In other words, God tell us something to do. We get to complaining, no, Lord, I can't do, because I was guilty of it. Lord, I don't know if I can do this, Lord. No, uh-uh. When uh-huh. Lord, I said, Lord, I can't do this. That This ain't my calling. All right. Me. Joseph right. is word. Just like when Jesus died on that cross. He didn't open his mouth. He was to die, but they was beating him, they asked him, was he the son of man? He didn't say nothing. Sometimes we have to learn how to just be quiet. It's always, praise the Lord, you cannot sit there and try to do things on your own. Sometimes you got to, you have to be humble. Yes. That's exactly what Joseph was. He was humble, and that's yeah. how he should be. Not saying a word, but just obeying and doing what God said. Amen. Amen. Yes. That, that answer your question, Sister Vanetta? But, but that's why sometimes we have to pay attention to our dreams. Yeah. Because when God sent us a dream, we know the difference between a dream and a vision because sometimes he you know even when I first started this journey I can remember it was a Sunday morning I was a deacon but it was a Sunday morning and I woke up and I went back to sleep and I heard a small steel voice and it said to me I have called you into the ministry wait on your ministry and I woke up I said what the heck so here I am sitting there and my wife walked in the room and she said 
What's the matter with you? I was sitting up. She said, you look like you seen a ghost. And I told her what had happened. And I told her, I said, uh-uh. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm no, uh-uh. I'm, I, ain't, I ain't telling nobody this. And she said, that's between you and God. And, you know, I was like, I, I sure didn't get no help that way. So, <laughs> so what I did was, I, I picked up the phone and I called the pastor. And his wife answered. That was Mother Lewis. And she said, hey, how you doing, Deke? I said, Mother Lewis. I told her what happened. She said, hold on, hold on. Here, here go, Pastor. And I told Elder Lewis. He started laughing. I said, why are you laughing, Pastor? He said, because the Lord had told him one of his sons was coming to him that was called. I didn't know it was me. I, 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 you know, when he said that, he, he said he already knew, but he didn't know who it was. Right. And here I am at all them years stuck. You're not stuck. <laughs> you say stuck, huh? I ain't got nowhere to, I can't run and hide. That's right. Sometimes I feel like it, just running and running. And y'all be looking for me. Man, he gone. We don't know where he <laughs> That man left running. <laughs> but you can't you can't hide from the Lord once Amen. he once he called you to do a thing. You have to do it. Amen. Well, I can remember my calling. You know, he called me out of Jeremiah, praise the Lord. And when um, church hurt was there or whatever, when I was going through that ordeal, I ran. I, I didn't want to do it no more. I didn't want to preach. I tore up my life. Sister teacher, so that's what I was yeah. going to say. Sister teacher, you tore up your license and you thought you was through. You th but you ain't through yet. <laughs> I thought I was done. I sure did. But missionary came to me. <laughs> this missionary came came in the church, praise the Lord, and I can remember walking in Jesus' way, that was when Brother Jeff was uh, superintendent then, praise God, and I would answer questions, he would ask in the Sunday school, praise God, to make a long story short, he said, you need to be up here teaching, I said, no, leave that, leave that, no, you doing all right, that's all right, but when missionary stepped in there, and yep. she started uh, changing the Sunday school to having people to learn how to study and look out the Bible and stuff and she would ask questions I would get up and answer questions I did not know that she was looking at me then praise God and that's when she called me that day told me to come here we want to see you in the office <laughs> and so she said me and Pastor want to talk to you I said okay so I said
that God was telling dark it's time for you to start back what you're doing. Yep. And see, you have to look at when the Lord called you, I don't care if it's called you to be saved. You can't stay out there too long. Especially when you're backsliding. You can't stay out there too long or you just being just plain disobedient. There's just so one just refuse to just even try to give God another chance. But when God calls you, you got to you got to listen. It's just a teacher. And and we all have we all have a testimony of some personal in our life that we know that God intervened and it was supernatural. Now, mm -hmm. I, I I remember when God called me to pastor, and I was in the living room, and then Brenda walked in from the garage wherever she had been, and she looked at me, and I was just pacing the floor, and she was, I said, the, the the Lord called me to pastor. It was down in my belly, and I couldn't figure out. And I said, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, uh -uh, I'm, uh -uh, I'm not going to do that. Uh -uh. And, 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 and I told the Lord, I said, Lord, uh, uh, I don't know how to do nothing. I don't even know the name of it. Of he said, go up and get that card you got up there. When I was at Vanless, and the card said, Jesus is the way. He said, that's the name of the ministry. I said, what? And then I told Brendan, let's go. We jumped. The couple of days we ran down, we ran down the altar. I said, uh, uh, I ain't gonna do this. I can't do this. So we got down there. And Harrison was in a revival, and he told me, I said, I didn't come down here to go to church. I came around to get away from the church. I promise you, I told him. And, and he said, okay, I didn't go Wednesday night. I didn't go Thursday night. And he came. And he said, Coleman, he said, this is the last night. Come on, come on, just go the last night. And I looked at Brendan. So we got ready. We went. And the man preached, we got we got we got got all the way through the service. The man in his closing looks over at me and looked at Brenda and says to me, The Lord has called you to do a work. I looked at Harrison, I because I want to say, Harrison, what did you tell this man? What did you say to this man? Did you tell that man? <laughs> and, 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 and the man said, God said it's going to be bigger than what you think. So then when we got back, I did ask Harrison, did you say something to that man? He said, I ain't said nothing to that man, Coleman. <laughs> I ain't said He said, I promise you. I said, I done ran all the way down here and the Lord still done cornered me. I said, wow. Wow. I give up. I, I just give up. God, thank you, Lord. When the missionary told me, what the Lord wants, what uh, the Lord wanted me to do. Yeah, yeah, him. but but at least I didn't take six weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Said, came up there when he did your um, anniversary, yep. and he called me up there. He said, yep. "You got to work to do." Yep. I remember that. That I said, "Lord, have mercy." I could not. <laughs> I could not run after that one. <laughs> I couldn't run after that. One. <laughs> Praise God. That was <laughs> you know, you guys, that, that's, that's something because when the Lord called me, it was totally, totally different. <laughs> Come on, Sherry. He, he scared me, and he, I, I just, I'm telling you, I just got extremely frightened because I had a supernatural experience, a real one. Uh -huh. I, um, <clears throat> my sister was saved, and I was the one, her, I was her transportation and taking her back to Greater West, to Westside, because we was, she started over on uh, Mount Vernon at Westside. Mm -hmm. So she wanted to be in the choir, so I would drive her back and forth and all of that, but I wasn't, I was still doing my thing. 
wasn't thinking about it, but my sister came to live with me, and she was the same one. What happened, to make a long story short, is that she was watching my baby, and she called me, well, the night before she called me, and she told me she had a really strange dream. She said, um, I, I dreamt that I went down into hell, and I'm like, oh, that's just a dream. Don't worry about it. You know, um, you know, but she was shook up. So the next morning I got up, going to work, took my baby over there and I kept pounding on the door and pounding on the door and she wouldn't come to the door. So I started kicking the door and when she came to the door, y'all, she her spirit was not in her body. A demon was in her body. And wow. she stood at the door and she had these little flats in her head and it made her look like the Medusa. And her yeah. eye, her whole eye was black. You didn't see any white. Her whole eye was black. And so when I looked at her, it scared me. So I hollered and I screamed and I turned and I started flying down the steps. And when I started flying down the steps, that's when she came back into her being, back into her body. And she said, be quiet, you're gonna wake my neighbors. It's only seven, what are you screaming for? And I'm like, what was the matter with you? She said, come on in here. So she said, I'm all right, I'm fine, I'm fine. Just leave the baby because you're gonna be late. Well, that right there scared me because I didn't want to leave my baby with her. It looked like she was a demon at first, but I had to. <laughs> I had to. And so I went to work and I called her and she told me, she said, I went through that same thing again. And I'll tell you guys the whole story, maybe in Bible study, because I don't want to take up too much time. But what happened was she did have a vision. Her, body, her spirit was gone. A demon in, uh, filled that vessel because, you know, our vessel can't be without our spirit or our, our soul because we'll die. It has to be in the body, right? So something fills that body when right. they, your spirit is overtaken. And it was a demon. And, mm -hmm. um, and she told me that, you know, what the Lord did and everything and how he told her to. I see a hand up. Oh, maybe that's me. Um, uh, and he, 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 she told me what the Lord had told her and how she was able to get come back to earth because he wanted to know if he was the one she loved you know because she was she was saved but evidently the enemy was trying to infiltrate her life and this was his way of getting her attention do you really love me do you want to follow me or do you want to stay here with this cat and so she said she turned because jesus was right behind her the spirit was and this vision that she had and he said, I want to go with you. I don't want to stay here. Because he took her down into the belly. And so when she said that, that's when she came back to her body. Well, that whole thing was just too much for me. Uh, I didn't know nothing about no ghosts and no demons and just that and the other. And the Holy Spirit and all of that. That was just too much. It was too much. It was very, it was very graphic. It was very, it, it was real. It was real. That's when I realized this whole thing is real. And I went out and I bought me about seven Bibles, and I, when I went to sleep, I put one on the right, the left side of me, put one up on my chest, put one by the door, because I, I didn't know the word, but I knew that the word could save me. I knew that much. I would sleep with all them Bibles, but that's when the Lord, when, so we went to church that night and gave our testimony at Westside. They prayed for us, and I got saved that night. I got filled. I didn't get filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, Actually, the Holy Ghost was there, but I didn't have an experience until at New Year's. Right. But that's how I got saved. That's how I got saved. He scared me into this. He said, he just pulled the, the, the cover off and said, this is what it is. This stuff is real. There is a supernatural area. There are these things. 
you know, yeah. so just get it together so you can go on a walk and help other people. That's right. And that's when I was like 23 years old. And yeah. it's been like that ever since, so. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Hey, like that. Yeah, Vanetta got a hand up. Hallelujah. Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Sister Vonda and Pastor, thank you. Because you know how you carry something and it's not your fault. You didn't do anything, but you are just made put the clarification on it as when you said that pastor said something and you asked pastor Harrison pastor did he say anything to that pastor and he said no and and this just want to make me cry because the clarification is I've done or said nothing wrong and I just want to say thank you God for giving me that clarification I don't have to carry that anymore like I done something or said something and I did it God just gave me the clarification and I say thank you all thank you praise the Lord hallelujah hallelujah Yes, Lord, I thank you. Thank you, Jesus. I feel so good because I know I did it. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I think Deacon John got something. You got something to say, Deacon John? No, I'm okay. Okay.
me living a, a lifestyle of a lesbian for 30, almost 30 years, you know, God already knew that was going to happen. We, now we're talking about spirits as well. But it's the role that we all had to take a role. Pastor ran. He did what he had to do. He had to come out at a young age. Missionary went through what she had to do. Everybody went through a different role. So we all was called before birth and to bring us up to right now. And then the, the um, events was talking about the spirits. Y'all, y'all forgive me. I'm, I'm very tired. Um, about the spirits that tried to house us, that that um, was uh, once in us, and once they've been, they um, kicked out. As mission was talking, event was talking. Um, they they kicked out, but they 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 don't stop trying to get back in. Oh no! They, they don't stop trying to get back in. Not only do they try to get back in, like you said, they they're coming back with seven more. You know, so they're coming back with more spirits, you know, so it, this is a, this is a complete fight. You know, we wrestle against not um, flesh and blood, but the principalities, you know what I'm saying? And the wickedness and of high places. So we have to remember that this warfare that we fight, you know what I'm saying? We have been called, we called for how you call it, we called to do a work just like on yesterday. Um, the weather was going and it was, you know, wasn't looking too hot. And I kept saying, Lord, I can remember times I was on my way to the club. I ain't care what no time, what no storm looked like. What, what it looked like. It was party time. I was getting dressed if I had to walk. So I'm not going to allow this snow and this rain and none of that to stop me from doing what God has called me to do. And that is to be a fisherman, a man, to feed to feed his people. So, yeah, so we are all are called by birth to do a work, you know. So we just got to realize who who we are, and we got to realize that we do not fight against flesh and blood, and we got to continue to be as strong as we was in the world, as uh, in the kingdom of darkness, so that we can be a stronger soldier in the kingdom of light. We are called to for a higher calling. Amen. Amen. That's right. And that's the truth, you know. We didn't realize that God was gonna call us. You know, I didn't know, missionary didn't know, but we were called. Praise the Lord, called before birth. Just like Jesus John the Baptist was called before birth. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. And he, and let me go down. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sin. Hallelujah. And Jesus was called before birth to save, to save, and to redeem his people. Hallelujah. In a way, I kind of wish, I, well, we knew now, I wish it was, we knew it back then, you know? Praise the Lord about the tribe of Judah. I sit there, praise the Lord, and you know, Bishop and the roots. God was telling us something then. Yes, you he know? was. Yes, he was. What's up then? We didn't know. Yes, right. He was letting us know where we literally come from, but we didn't know. Praise God. And God had to literally open our eyes, praise the Lord, that Jesus is coming back for his people, praise the Lord. Now, all this was done that it might be fulfilled which is spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying, talking about Isaiah 7:14, where Isaiah saw, saw this woman virgin. Isaiah was an eagle eye prophet. So the Lord uh, showed him 
man, he, he probably didn't know how she looked, but he did show, you know, and, and he said this version was going to, this woman was going to have this baby. Let's go to Isaiah 7 and 14, because I don't want to uh, get off on the wrong track. Isaiah 7 and 14, I believe. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a son. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. God is with us. Amen. means, praise the Lord, God is with us. And Isaiah seen this. Hallelujah. Ain't that something, praise the Lord, how the Lord had to show these prophets, Jesus, before he even came, praise the Lord. Even though Jesus was with, with Abraham, <laughs> he was with Abraham, he was with the Hebrew boys, he was with all of them. But it just wasn't his time until he showed Isaiah, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Because he came down there to redeem his people, praise the Lord. We knew he was getting ready to go through some turmoil. He knew this, hallelujah. But because of our stiff-necked and hardness, our heads, praise the Lord, and not doing what we supposed to do, we had to, um, he had to come down here and redeem us, praise the Lord, so we get to know him, praise God, hallelujah. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son. They shall call his name for being interpreted. God is with us. Then Joseph being raised from sleep did as the angel of the Lord and him and took unto him his wife. Joseph didn't say no more. He did everything the angel told him to do, praise the Lord. Because he was down there to take care of Mary. God wanted Joseph to take care of Mary. And the uh, royal king, praise God. He wanted to be that 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 strong child like your father, praise the Lord. When you, when your mama had when mama had me, daddy was supposed to be that that strong child. Uh, we needed dad, but of course, daddy was a Rolling Stone. <laughs> he was a pop was a Rolling Stone type man. Praise the Lord. We, I thank God for my father now. Praise every day now. But Joseph was that type of man that took care of Mary. 14 years old, was like a baby, really. She was a baby, praise the Lord. And he knew her not, and he and knew her to not to till she had brought forth her firstborn child, and he called his name Jesus. He didn't touch Mary. That it tells you he did not do nothing to Mary until she had that baby. This was God's doing. God said, they said, the scripture said, touch not my anointed ones and do my prophets no harm. Hallelujah. And when you when people mess with God's people, they don't realize. And you got to sit up there, Lord, please help them. Because they don't know what they're doing. That's right. They um sitting up there just saying all kind of stuff and talking and running their mouth and even some of the church folks do it too. Running, talking, all that kind of stuff. And just talking about one another. That ain't what God say. 
we got to uplift our brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. When they in the fall, we have to uplift them, praise the Lord. We don't bash them down and, and hound them. That ain't how you make nobody um, be saved, praise God. You can't do that. Hallelujah. And I look at this as me, like, Lord, study to be more quiet, study to um just listen to your word, read, and, and meditate more. Let's hear a missionary say that. Meditate. Don't say nothing. Let God talk to you. And that's what I've been doing. God been blessing me in this house to just meditate on him. Because we got to do that, praise the Lord. We can't sit up there. How can God talk to us when we got all kind of all kind of mess all up in our, our minds? We're going 45 north of 60 and can't even sit down and be still for a minute. Take your time out, praise the Lord, and and, and talk to the Lord. I talk to him every day. Folks probably think I'm crazy. But I don't care. I be talking to the Lord to myself, praise God. Because I know when you tell God something, praise the Lord, he's going to listen. Mm -hmm. He's going to listen every so prayer good. that you uh, pray. Because you're talking to him. You're not asking him to miss all them crazy prayers. You're just coming right at him. Hallelujah. Anybody else have anything else to say? All right, praise the Lord. I'm going to read something here. It's just a question, praise God. Hallelujah. And I like this one. How can you help your church do better, a better job of ministering to those who are divorced or are going through a divorce? Hallelujah. And I'm talking about the ones that's married, praise the Lord. How can you help your church do a better job of ministry to those who are divorced or are going through a divorce? And what difference, if any, should the distinction between a scriptural and an unscriptural divorce play in the ministry effort? That's two questions. Missionaries and our other commentators. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Your words are going to change them, 
but we have to guide them to what the Bible say. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because that's a personal thing. That's a personal yeah. thing. I don't think it fits all in one peg or one hole. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because there's there's unique situations that happen to people. You know what I'm saying? And it only takes God. I see I see Darlene's hand. It only takes God to actually give the answer to that person. So we can't really steer yes or no if we're not in it. But we can point them in the right direction for them to um, then go to God and ask them what they should do in that situation. That's what I would say. You can't counsel nobody unless you know what the word really says. And a lot of times people do that. People put their own mind in there, their own thoughts, their own feelings, and and, uh, that messes things up. The Bible says don't add to it or don't take away from what his word says. So we have to go and find what his words say about that. Okay, I'm going to give it to Darlene, sister teacher. Um, All right. Uh-huh. Good morning, everybody. How is everybody? Fine. Good. So, y'all got to forgive me. I'm a little exhausted myself. Um, I haven't really been doing nothing but the surgery that I had. Hi, sister Vanetta. Uh, surgery, I had, it's just really, I, I just stay tired. So, so the, I got two questions I want. I want to answer this one, but I want to also piggyback off of the last one where we talked about about when, how did we know God was pulling us to to the um, I have a relative in my family that has been married for 38 years. They would come and talk to me, and this has been like recent, like in the last couple of weeks. And I, it was always me say, I don't know the plan of God. I'm just here as a vessel to be used by Him. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I can't say I know the Bible like the back of my hand because like I can't recite it all. But whatever comes from my belly, it comes from the Lord. Mm-hmm. It was just put to me to tell this person that I can't tell you to divorce your, your wife. There you go. I can't tell you to move out, separate, give yourself some space. I can't tell you that. Mm-hmm. This is what God's telling me to tell That's right. No, I asked first. The first question was, "Are you still going to church?" The second question was, "Are you praying for your wife?" Amen. Not I'm praying for her to cover her, but praying for a change. These things that didn't come from me. I couldn't tell nobody to change their wall from white to purple. And they were gonna do it, but it was the it was the the father, the spirit in me, to let this person know that you need to start getting on your knees for your fight for your family. You have hey. marriage. You walked in in the beginning and you married. Now you done been thirty eight years deep in it, and you want to walk away. It's time to go to God. No, it is. I don't know. Like you, said, the question was um um. How do we correct or help the church? Well, how can you help the, your church? 
do a better job of ministering to those who are divorced or going through a divorce. And you hit it right on the head. That was it. It wasn't. It, it, it isn't us. It's the spirit within us, and we pray before we start talking to that person. Because Veronica said, "It is the powers of the principalities. We are fighting. It is us, the vessel. It is the spirits that live within us. And if we're fighting, we're." we're in the word first. If we're not, we're not putting the the, the press the breast of salvation on the helmet. If we yeah. to try to help someone that is that is in the light, but straddling the fence in their marriage, in relationship, in their job, in their home with their kids. If we are not putting on that armor, there is no turning away. We can give anybody any kind of information or help. Now that was the first question. My second one, guys was talking about uh, how you got called to the ministry. Mm -hmm. I don't know, and I'm I, and I'm I'm just being honest and humble. Just thank God for Him loving me and bringing me back home. I that's it. I, that's that's where I'm at. I'm, I I just thank God for that. Before I keep saying it, the day I walked into Jesus' way, it was over for me for life. All right. Well, it was over. But I don't know if I truly know where my place is in God. If I know I'm called, but I don't know what I'm called for. Um, but I remember a very dominant time in my life where my was the person, the uh, God and the devil was pulling at me, and I don't. I know that it was pulling at me to come. I had to make up my mind. I was straddling the fence. I was laying in the bed, sleep. District missionary said about the Bibles. I didn't have all those Bibles, but I did know about the church. I did know about being saved because I was saved at 12. I had a profound uh, uh, experience with that, and, and I wanted it back, but I didn't want to do it. But I was mad. Make a long story short. People used to tell me if you lay on your bed and you hang your foot or your arm out the edge of the bed or the side of the bed or your feet out the bottom of the bed, that the the the, demons, the the devil's nymphs are always camped around your bedside. Oh, now this was told to me. This was I don't know if this was a myth. You know, for me, I really did just believe that. But to be so honest with you, like y'all said, Hallelujah. Ain't real. I was laying in the middle of my bed, free. It's free. Four, five hours into the sleep. And I was being pulled. All right. I was being pulled out my bed. When I woke up, I was half on the floor and half in the bed. That wasn't moving and because I'm not a a tosser in my bed. You get me in a nice place, I'm I'm like for the whole night. That night I had both feet on the floor straddled the the um corner of one, one side of my bed and I was poor and I felt a very awful scary 
asking the feeling that I didn't want to have. And the light shined up at me because I had woke up at that time. And there was a really bright light in my room. And he was reaching down at me and asked me to come on. That was it. And from that moment on, Jesus, thank you, Lord. From that moment on, I had been working hard towards being saved. Amen. I had took on a, a whole nother being. I was taking care of this elderly man. And the elderly man he liked me so much that he did not look at me as his caregiver. He looked at me as his woman, his girlfriend. <laughs> when I met him, he was my sugar dad. I was getting that money. I was all about the money because I was a drug dealer at that time. So it was things that was changing in my life. Um, and I turned, God turned that around from me being his, he being my sugar daddy, from me being his caregiver. And he stayed with me for 12 years. I took him to Texas with me. I, I brought him back in Texas. I took care of him there because his family dogged him out. We stayed with Veronica and Deanna. And I was supposed to be there a couple of weeks or a month or something. I was there longer than I was supposed to be. And they, I was asked to leave. And the day I was asked to leave, there was a, 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 a blizzard coming in. There was no going back to them. They told me to go. So me and him in my van that night, we couldn't even see in front of us because it was so bad. But God guided us and he kept us. All right. And from that moment, I was always climbing that stair step to where I'm at today. Again, I don't know where I'm supposed to be. I don't know what he's calling me to be. But I thank God for all of my past that brought me to where I am today because I can see my destiny. I know that I am destined for good. I just don't know where I fit. Amen. I am well, not every day whatever. Lord, forgive me because I'm not perfect and you know I'm not perfect, but I live for you. And I, and I thank God again for Jesus the way because I could not keep what do they call that? Jumping, a house jumping. What do they call that? Missionary? When you
we look at this lessons that we call before birth, we know we will call, praise the Lord. Many are called, but a few are chosen. And even though we uh, are called, Sister Darlene, you just got to remember, just stand still and let God, God, he will show you. He will reveal it to you, the Lord. You know, as long as you are saved, you're called to be saved. That's the first thing we are called to be saved. So he's going to reveal what he wants you to do next. Shoot, you already a chef. Shoot, you might be the chef of the church. You see what I'm saying? You know, so he told me when he put me back in school, when he took me, because I prayed, and I told him I needed to do this for you. I said, and whatever you have for me, Lord, take me there. And he told me, he said, I'm going to walk you through college. He said, walk you through it. And then he gave me the vision of a soup kitchen at Jesus is the Way. Once Pastor gets and built on, I will be the head chef of that kitchen. And I want to lay that kitchen out like a five-star kitchen. I will be every hungry and every homeless person that I can, and as we see, I want to teach, I want to minister, I want to ask if you know the Lord, I want to be able to bring my brothers and sisters who's ever working and serving in the kitchen with me, and our waitresses, hostess, whoever it is, minister to Amen. them, they need that, today, don't nobody know about Jesus, and some of them know about Jesus, don't believe in them now, Whatever they have up 
and prayer for you, Lord, you grant the prayers, Father God, because you say the prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So, Father God, we ask you, Lord, to grant the prayers and the petitions, Father God. And I ask you, Lord Jesus, just touch each and every one. Hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we ask one from another in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And our motto is a child saved is a soul saved for us alive. We're going to turn it to the hands of the pastor.